Happy birthday, Ultimate Podcast Network family. Celebrating eight years in 2021 are bringing you the listener free broadcasts on topics that are family friendly. There are podcasts on homeschooling, kids, family life, and success over struggles. There are podcasts on rekindling your romance, household management, organization, health issues, techie skills, and podcasts on every academic subject that will help you in your journey. And there's more. I want to give a shout out to the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network podcasters. They work hours and hours to bring you these broadcasts for free. And how can you thank them? Well, it's easy. One, subscribe to their channel. You can do this on any podcast app. Two, give this podcast a star rating on your favorite podcast app, as well as comment on the website. Three, share this episode and the network with a friend. And thank you, our listeners. You've kept us on the air for many years and millions of downloads. Also, I invite you to sign up for our easing that comes out weekly with freebies each month for subscribers only, as well as a list of all the podcasts you won't want to miss. You can find this podcast as well as others on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network.com. And happy birthday! Enjoy this upcoming presentation and God bless. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hey, everyone, and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz with an episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms. And today I have a very special show for you. We are going to discuss best homeschool parenting tips, and I have a guest I'm going to bring on in just a minute. I want to uh, tell you that as we are recording this episode, we are celebrating our eighth birthday. Can you believe it? Eight years of the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network that is bringing you hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of podcasts for free. That's right. You can go to the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network and you can search for almost any topic you can imagine and you will find a podcast on that topic ready for you. And not only that, we are celebrating our eighth birthday, which is every year in October. And you can find all types of activities and prizes, as well as opting into our our email. You get it once a week. And there will be an update of shows that are ready for you to watch, as well as something that we are giving away for free. Uh, We tend to put together small planners. Uh, Right now, we are doing a series of character planners. And so after this month, if you've missed the planner, then you can buy it on the MediaAngels.com website. So be sure to sign up and subscribe as well as give this podcast and others a star rating because that helps us get found. And we appreciate your thank you for bringing you these live events. 
Well, today my guest is another podcaster on the network. She hosts the Homeschool Sanity Show, and our guest is Melanie Wilson. Welcome, Melanie. Thanks so much for having me on, Blaze. I can't believe it's been eight years already. I know. You were one of the first people I talked to, and um, when I said I had this idea, several of my friends said to me, now what? <laughs> you did not. <laughs> we probably didn't know each other as well for you to feel as comfortable to say, you know, oh my gosh, now what are you coming up with? Um, but uh, you were so gung-ho and excited, and you had some ideas uh, because you had been a longtime blogger at that point, correct? You had um, had a blog. So tell us about your website and, um, you know, a little bit about what you blog about as well as um, your books that you've written. Okay, so I started off my homeschooling blog is called Psycho with Six. It's still available. I still post um, to that blog and I have all kinds of sanity saving tips with respect to parenting, organization and curriculum. But um, after I started podcasting with your network, I developed elementary language arts curriculum called Grammar Galaxy. And then I sell that at fundtolearnbooks.com. And I have been speaking at great homeschool conventions and sharing the podcast network with homeschooling families who are so excited to have homeschooling podcasts to listen to. And it's just, it's been really, really a fun journey. I have still two homeschoolers at home. I have a senior in high school and a sophomore in high school. And I just continue to enjoy encouraging homeschoolers because this, this homeschooling life is such a blessing. And I know you agree with that. Oh my gosh, I do. And I, I just uh, recorded actually, it was uh, last week's episode on the homeschool lifestyle. That was the first episode I ever did. I asked parents uh, to take a short quiz to see what type of homeschooler you are, if it's what you do or who you are. And it's interesting because it started out for me um, as a need because I had children that needed a child, a child who needed uh, special help. And that was what my degree was in. I had a background in, um, you know, special ed as well as education. So I thought, you know, who better um, than to school my own child at home. And then it actually changed more into a lifestyle. So I, I did that again. And, and I know that there has been a lot of eye opening since parents um, had a peek into what the classrooms were doing uh, when the schools uh, were shut down. And a lot of parents have not returned to the, their children to the classroom because of that. And we both have the fruits of that. I have, uh, you know, kids who have graduated two so far with honors, you know, one magnum sum laude and the other one, what's the other one? Uh, Suma. Suma. Yeah, Suma. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Whatever that other one is. Well, the poor thing didn't even get to graduate because they weren't doing, you know, they did an online graduation, but she didn't really care. And, um, you know, she has her master's and she's completed. So, you know, it's it's amazing how homeschooling really is successful. And we didn't have those numbers when I began, right? Now we can see so much success, you know, in the homeschool world, whether or not a child goes to college, but just in that 
um, attitude of I can do it. And if I put my mind to it, I'm going to work hard. So you've done that. And and your books um, are exciting um, outcrop of that, you know, that you found a need and you filled it with your grammar galaxy. And um, tell us a little bit more about that. What what exactly are they? You said they were language arts, but yeah. So what makes it different is that it is story based. Okay. I could not figure out why my kids hated English. Mm-hmm. Um you know, English grammar so much. They would beg me not to teach it. They actually offered to pay me not oh, to teach funny. it to them. And I thought, my gosh, something is wrong right? here because I adore all things language arts. And I I realized, number one, that the material is repeated. Half of the material is repeated. And it's often the same material from first grade through 12th grade that mm-hmm. is repeated. And so no wonder kids just hate it, you know? Um, and then I realized we are taking the study of grammar in particular out of the context of story, which is the best part of language arts. And so I just thought, you know, what if I created fictional stories about what happens in grammar galaxy when the gremlin tampers with the English language and causes chaos and, What if there were an English family that had royal children who were guardians of the galaxy who had to use the guide to grammar galaxy, like the the lesson book, the Bible of of the galaxy, if you will, although this is not a faith based curriculum um, to put things back in order? And what if there was more work for them to do? than they could do on their own. And so they had to enlist the other kids in the galaxy to be guardians as well. And so they would complete a mission in their mission manual rather than a workbook. And so that's that's how the curriculum came about. And um, kids around the world use it now. And it's it's so rewarding for me because not only did I want kids to want to, you know, love um, grammar and language arts and reading and writing because it covers all of those things. But I wanted to make life easier for other homeschool moms like me by having kids not beg <laughs> not to do English. That is so funny. That is so funny. I, you know, my kids used to tell me that uh, I didn't have to assign a topic of, a, you know, a, a, an activity or you know, a paper. Cause my daughter would say to me, well, mom, you know, then you're just going to have to grade it. And then it's just going to take time. And, you know, I, <laughs> yeah. again, we teach them to think, cause that was my big thing with my children. You have to be able to think and, you know, make decisions on your own. And then when they did every once in a while, it was like, okay, you're going to do this assignment anyway. <laughs> um, but yes. that sounds wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. So my friend, we are going to discuss some best homeschooling tips and listeners. You can find the show notes for today episode at vintagehomeschoolmoms.com. Look for best homeschool parenting tips. And this is episode 451. And um, Melanie, you also have some topics uh, that go with this and and you're going to have, we'll have those links for you in the show notes for today's episode. Um, So share with us what you consider one of your top homeschool parenting tips. Yes. So first I should say, in case you are just um, connecting with me for the first time, that my background is clinical psychology. And I worked in a Christian practice and I had to be a Jane of all trades by um, working with families on parenting, working with couples, working with individuals, working Mm -hmm. with kids, adults uh, all across the board. But um, I started to notice in my clients 
And also then after I left my practice to homeschool my kids, I started noticing the number one problem that I saw with parents was that they were tolerating disrespect. They weren't responding to it. Uh, So their child would kick them. Their child would hit them, slap them in the face. Their child would um, even uh, curse them and their child would say no. Um, I once saw a coach for my son's uh, baseball team. This guy was, he came from a military background. Mm -hmm. Um, He was a no nonsense coach and he was telling the parents, you know, this is how it's going to be. This is how you're going to behave during the season. And I thought, wow, you know, this guy's, he's on the ball here. Right. And his, um, his teen son came to him or he, his teen son was standing next to him. And, and the, the dad, the coach then says, Hey, you know, take your younger brother to the bathroom. And the teen son says, no, he doesn't need, he doesn't even need to go. I'm not, no, I'm not taking him. And I was shocked that the dad just accepted it and, and let him get away with that kind of disrespect. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to clarify for people the difference between disrespect and disobedience, because I'm going to talk about disrespect first, and then we'll talk about disobedience. So disrespect is when a child openly defies you or um, doesn't treat you with the respect that your authority deserves. Um, so in other words, that young man who said, no, I'm not going to take my brother to the bathroom. That is disrespect because he's openly defying his father. Disobedience would be if the son said, okay, I'll take him to the bathroom, but then he doesn't actually do it. He hasn't disrespected his father by openly saying no, um, but he didn't obey him. And that is disobedience. And we deal with those two things differently. So let's, let's talk about disrespect parents who have allowed their kids to disrespect them for years are so confused about how they should respond to it because now maybe, um, they have a child who's old enough that, um, a SWAT on the behind is not an option anymore. Right. And, you know, one of the things that I like to explain to parents is that if you, if there is a reason for you not to use physical discipline, that is absolutely fine. It doesn't mean that you can't raise respectful, obedient children. Um, there are a lot of reasons why you shouldn't use physical discipline. Like if you, um, if you have a temper problem, if you, if your anger just kind of gets away from you, then you shouldn't use physical discipline. Or if you were abused as a child and it's just, Mm -hmm. it just doesn't feel right to you. That is absolutely fine, but there must be a swift response to disobedience. I mean, to disrespect rather, uh, there must be a swift response. Um, and you know, if we kind of think about how would a police officer respond to disrespect, you know, if the police, the the police officer pulls you over and says, uh, step out of the car. What is the response going to be? If you say, no, (laughs) I'm not doing it. Uh, that's disrespect. And there will be a response to that. And so what I tell people is, you know, when you, when you have raised your children to understand that respect is required, it's not optional it's required, then all you have to do sometimes is 
give them this look, you know, right. You just give them what I used to call my mom's look was the eyeball bulge, like, mm. right. <laughs> the eyes are coming at you, you know, um, you can raise your voice. Um, I have, um, had my husband be very threatening to a child who has been disrespectful to me. You know, there's, there's a threat that that child will be removed from the room. If, if that, uh, behavior isn't dealt with immediately. Um, an easier way to think of it is just to simply tell that child that was disrespectful. Uh, you need to apologize, or you need to say that in a different way right now, or you need to do exactly what I just told you to do. And um, what I really want to share, I mean, we could go on and on about this topic, but to leave it in a place um, that I think will be helpful is I believe that the best response to disrespect is um, a I mean, an I mean business attitude. And most of the time, that's all that is required, that you communicate to your child that you deserve respect and you will have it. You will have it from your kids. You're not going to tolerate this disrespect. So um, one of the reasons that people do put up with disrespect, I just couldn't figure this out because my my mother, um, who was our primary disciplinarian in my home, never tolerated disrespect. Never, ever, ever. And so it was just confusing to me. Why are these parents allowing these kids to just mistreat them this way? Right. And I finally figured out that we have this idea in our culture that in order to demand respect from other people that you have to be above reproach. So if you're not perfect as a parent, as a person, then you don't get to ask for respect. And that is completely wrong. That goes against scripture. Um, We deserve respect simply because of our role. We are the parent. We deserve respect. So you haven't made your bed. You can ask your child to make his or her bed because you are the parent. You do not have to be perfect. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and TheVintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.